Hey everyone, Mr. Gonzalo here, setting you up for what you are about to listen to on the New Covenant School podcast. We have a very special podcast uh, that starts with an announcement from Tyler Van Fossen, our Dean of Academics and Faculty. Uh, But I wanted to point your attention to that if you look in the description of this podcast, wherever you're listening to your podcast, you will find a link to the video form of this podcast. So if you prefer to watch a, a video of this as opposed to just listening to the audio, you can click on through to the YouTube link and watch this podcast episode in video form. So without further ado, I will throw it over to this episode of the New Covenant School podcast. Welcome New Covenant School community. We're excited for a New Covenant School podcast special today. Um, Got some exciting news for the community. Um, We're trying out some video as well as the podcast here. So this will be able to launch in multiple platforms. Um, so we're excited to um, introduce you to uh, the new head of school for a new covenant school. Um, we've got a nice announcement here written out from the um, school board chair. And so I'm going to open by reading that. And then um, we actually have a chance to talk to Chaston Hart today. Um, so he'll be coming on shortly, uh, which is very exciting. So We'll begin here, February 20th, 2024. The school board of New Covenant School is thrilled to announce the appointment of Chaston Hart as head of school beginning in the 24-25 academic term. The head of school search committee conducted a nationwide search interviewing 16 applicants for presentation to the school board and session of New Covenant Church. Ultimately, Chaston was unanimously selected as a leader called by God and uniquely gifted for the position. Chaston comes with nearly a decade of experience at the Habersham School, a classical Christian covenantal school in Savannah, Georgia, with particular expertise in the business office, advancement, and school organizational systems. Chaston brings complementary gifts to a team that's dedicated to partnering with parents in the education of their children. Ron Sconyers, chair of the board of directors, said, God and his faithful providence led Chaston to us. We were drawn to his youthful energy and enthusiasm, combined with his impressive experience and qualifications. We are confident that God has appointed Chaston to be the leader to guide our school into the future. Tyler Van Fossen, dean at New Covenant School, added, What excites me more than his skill set, which is going to be a huge asset to our team, is his desire to send deep roots into upstate South Carolina. I think he sees what God is doing here and wants to put his hand to the plow for years to come, and I'm excited to do that right alongside him. Chaston shared, I am beyond grateful and humbled by this opportunity and cannot wait to join the New Covenant community, one that has already become a blessing to Kat and me throughout this process. New Covenant is a special place and I am overjoyed to see what the Lord has in store for his people here in Anderson. Finally, Dr. David Roundtree, senior pastor at New Covenant Church, noted, Chaston Hart understands the New Covenant School head of school position as a spiritual position and comes to be a godly man among us, representing Jesus Christ, his Lord and Savior, who has died to build his church from the young to the old. He gets covenantal theology and why New Covenant School is such a wonderful and exciting ministry of New Covenant Church. 
so that's the exciting news. Uh, we're, we're thrilled. And uh, we, like I said, we have uh, Chaston Hart right here with us. Um, so we'll bring him on and we've got some fun uh, questions here so you can get to know him. Hey, Chaston. Hey, Tyler. How are you, man? I'm great. Thanks for joining us today. We just dropped the big announcement. So all this is um, going live today. We're excited to have you on here. Um, and I'm sure there's probably a hundred questions people could ask, but we've got some fun ones here uh, to get to know you. So um, just first off, thankful to have known you now um, for a bit and um, being able to get to know you more. We're excited to have you come in. Um, I'm thrilled to work alongside of you and uh, um, excited for the, the community here to get to know you a little bit more. Um, so yeah, let's just kick right off if you're, if you're cool with that. Let's do it. All right. So where are you from? And uh, where'd you go to school? And then, yeah, introduce us to maybe some things that are important um, to you in your life. Yeah, so I am uh, born and raised in Savannah, Georgia. Uh, it's been my hometown for forever. Um, I grew up here. I went to the same, I would say, more broadly evangelical Christian school, literally from the time I was, uh, I think, six months old is when I started in daycare all the way through to graduation. So for me, that is, that is what I knew of Christian education. That was, that was it. Um, and then I, I ended up going to Covenant College. Uh, so it was in Chattanooga for four years on Lookout Mountain, uh, but ultimately landed back in Savannah and have been working at the Habersham School for the past, I guess, nine years, uh, I think it is. Uh, so yeah, nearly a decade at this point. And uh, yeah, so that's where I'm from. All of my family is here, uh, which is, uh, I have both sets of grandparents still around, which is a blessing. Um, actually planning to go out to eat with my family later tonight. Uh, so it's something that's bittersweet to think about leaving, uh, but we, we certainly are excited about uh, joining New Covenant School, New Covenant Church community in Anderson. Um, what else can I add to that? So uh, my wife and I, we got married three years ago. Catherine, she goes by Kat. Uh, she also works at the school with us, but uh, you guys are going to uh, love getting to know her um, mm -hmm. at some point. And one of the answers I was writing that uh, she's she's the better heart. And and uh, I think you'll all come to to believe that and agree with that. And, and I do too, for that matter. So, yeah. Cool. And uh, you've got some pets. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yes. <laughs> so, well, good, uh, thing you let, good thing you let off with your wife first and then the pets. That's, that's, that's the right. right ordered loves there. That's right. Yes. Yeah, so pet, pets are our children at the moment. I, I, I'll uh, I'll acknowledge the elephant in the room. We do intend to have uh, children one day, and hopefully one day in the next few years. Um, so, Lord willing, obviously, but that's something we we desire. But uh, yes, in the meantime, we have three crazy pets: two cats who uh, just showed up at our at our door. One when I was when Cat and I were dating, and uh, I think one when we were engaged. Um, so, two cats, and then. For whatever reason, we decided to adopt a rescue dog while both of us had COVID. It was just like this thing on a whim. And so we have a dog who we think is a uh, border collie type breed, high energy. Her name's Friday. We love her, but that, that is our sweet little family at this moment. Um, yeah, moving into, um, you know, your Christian journey. Um, uh and I think a good way to get look into that is um, maybe a major event or two um, in your Christian walk so far that's really drawn you um, closer to uh, a deeper relationship with Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously we have, uh, I think as believers, many moments throughout our lives that uh, gosh, can be, can be hard, uh, but, but ultimately, you know, hopefully 
draw us closer to the Lord. I think two, two things that I can think back on, um, one that wasn't hard, but was just transformational was when I went to Covenant College. So I did not grow up in the PCA, um, grew up in a Baptist church here in Savannah that was uh, later kind of became a Reformed Baptist church, but was certainly not that way for me growing up. And um, I, had, I had no clue Covenant existed. Um, it wasn't until a, a, another lackluster college visit and I really didn't know what I was looking for in a school, but uh, my, my dad and I literally came home and Googled top Christian colleges in Georgia. And there was Covenant College in a city on a hill, if you will, mm-hmm. beautiful and uh, you know clearly very serious about the integration of faith and learning. And uh, I was pretty interested from afar, long story short, we visited. And then I quickly realized that uh, this was not some uh, hidden gem. All my Presbyterian friends knew all about Covenant and yeah. uh, you know had been told about covenant and um anyways I, I ended up going to covenant and uh it was a pretty transformational experience for me i think where i was beginning to wrestle with um what do i believe why do i believe it i quickly realized i knew much of nothing especially when i was dropped into the into this kind of presbyterian world and um these people had grown up being catechized in the church and regardless of whether they had all of the answers they at least knew a lot of the things to to recite um which which i did not Mm-hmm. So it was it was an interesting season, a lot a lot of uh, wrestling, I would say for me, theologically. I think the uh, important thing about that is, um, you know, wrestling with what I believe and then the the implication of that on and how I was to live my life. A big part of that, um, just to you know, say the cliche Presbyterian thing, but was me a lot of, of wrestling with my fallen nature, you know, mm-hmm. and, and this idea of total depravity, which was this entirely new concept for me as a, as a believer who had grown up in the church had never really, uh, you know, gone astray as, as some can in, in a real major sense, um, coming to terms with, with my fallen nature was huge. And so that happened, I'd say over the course of gosh, three, four, five years in college, uh, and it's, has really shaped my life and, and sent me in a different direction than I think I otherwise would have been. I think the the other thing uh, more recently uh, is marriage. I mean, I think we can anyone who's married can attest to that. But mm-hmm. you know, I think you, you you'd like to think that you have it all figured out, and then you get married and you realize you don't. And uh, I, I think for me, it, it has made the the truth of the gospel uh, even more clear in a way that I I would have I couldn't have I, I didn't understand prior. Uh, and, and I certainly do not have it all figured out. Um, this isn't some of, you know, I've, I've come full circle and I have the answers now, but I, you know, through, through pain and through, uh, suffering and through, you know, just, just Kat and I, you know, seeking to love each other. Uh, it's been, I think for the past three years, I, I could just see the Lord using that in my life. So yeah, I'd say just, you know, there's plenty of other things I could, I could, uh, point to, but those are two monumental things when I reflect back over my life. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would, I would probably point back to marriage myself thinking of, you know, you're dressing to impress and you can, you know, go home and recharge while you're dating. And then, yeah, once you're married, um, you're immersed in it. And, um, yeah, I didn't, I realized I wasn't as cool as I thought I I was. And, you know, my wife's seeing those parts and, um, there's something very humbling, um, but also rich, uh, to, to that experience. So, um, great. Uh, so what do you currently do? And, um, you know, as you speak to that kind of launch into how do you, how do you think 
where you currently are has um, uniquely prepared you for this calling um, that you're, you're answering now? Yeah. Um, I'll answer that in a roundabout way. So I, I've been at the Habersham School for, like I said, I think nine years. Uh, and I started there right out of, of college, um, which is where, so when I went to, to Covenant uh, is where I think, you know, I saw a completely different type of Christian education than I had experienced for the past 18 years. And that's not to disparage uh, the education that I was brought up in, but it was just so night and day different uh, that I got excited. And I think that's where the Lord began to, um, you know, put a call on my heart to pursue um, a career in Christian education, you know, maybe even being ahead of school one day. I didn't honestly fully know what that meant. Maybe I still don't, but, uh, you know, we're going to figure it out, Lord willing. Yeah, you're going to find out. <laughs> um, but it, but anyways, uh, so so after after graduating, I had a few job opportunities, um, some in you know the commercial world, um, one at a, a church, a PCA church, as an intern, and then I had this opportunity to start at the Habersham School, which at that time was a three year old, or was going into its third year, Christian classical independent school. Uh, and I was not familiar with classical education at the time. I quickly realized it was very familiar to the liberal arts education that I had received at Covenant, and it piqued my interest. Um, and so I hopped in. I was hired as a history and theology teacher. I think I was also going to coach uh, baseball, but for whatever odd reason, um, I was tossed into an administration, administrative role rather, as a 22-year-old, and uh, it, it was it was something else. Uh, I can't say that I was prepared for that or, there was, or that there was any good reason uh, that I was given the responsibilities that I was, but um, you learn a lot. You learn a lot because you have to. And so I, I think I was, that first year, I had a, at least a foot in, in the business office, the advancement office, the admissions office, marketing, some operations realms, uh, operational realms rather, uh, goodness, and, and, and probably many more. But uh, fortunately, throughout the years, I've been able, been able to pare back a little bit of that and uh, reduce the amount of hats that I'm wearing as the school has grown and matured. And now to, to where we are this year, I, I'm the director of advancement, which primarily for us is development work. So fundraising and then uh, marketing. So working closely with our admissions director on you know recruiting new students, telling our story, uh, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So... Tyler, you're gonna to have to remind me if that if I didn't fully answer your question, but that is what I'm doing right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember, you know, we've talked. You called it kind of a sink or swim moment, and um, definitely seems like you know you're a humble guy, but seems like you've been able to answer that call and and swim there and and really um, excel. Um, and so, yeah, I guess yeah, the other part of that question was then, yeah, how do you? see that uniquely preparing you, um, to come in and, you know, you had that seems like a very like, um, infant kind of call, you know, and, and your schooling and then, yeah, you've got that experience now. So why do you think it, this is the time to answer that yeah. um, call? Right. That's right. Um, yeah, you know, at this point, I think through, through failure, through, uh, you know, opportunity to work with some great people, um, through opportunity to be, sent to conferences and things like that. I have a, uh, I think a well-rounded experience at this point. That certainly does not mean that I have all the answers, um, but I've gotten to play a unique, of, uh, or, or have a hand in a unique amount of areas in the life of the school on kind of the external side and a little bit on the, you know, internal, uh, having some opportunities to teach here and there. 
and so, you, you know, I, I think over the past two years is really where I, I've started to wrestle with, okay, um, you know, if, if and when an opportunity comes available, is this something that I feel at, at this point in my career prepared to take on? And, and I think I've, I've felt a little more clarity about that in the past uh, year. Again, much of that due to sitting under two great men. We had an interim head of school last year, Bill McGee, who I feel like I, I, I just learned so much under. And then this year, uh, we, we named a, a new head of school last year, Pat McCarty, and he's been so phenomenal. And, and again, feel like I've, I've learned so much under him. Um, and so, you know, when I got this email from Andy Roundtree talking about this uh, classical Christian covenantal school and uh, out of a PCA church, obviously, you know, we're in the PCA. Um, it just, it all seemed to click and it seemed to, you know, it was very interesting from the outset. So I hope that, yeah, fully answers the question, but, uh, but, but yeah. Yeah. No, and I think that was, um, you know, cause there was a lot of candidates and things, but something that excited me when I heard about, uh, you was just that, um, you know, not that it's wrong for people to throw their name in the hat and apply and seek it out. But I mean, really, um, yeah, Andy through covenant college reached out there and, uh, you were highly recommended. And, um, so, you know, we kind of found you, um, and, uh, uh, I just think the timing and God's providence there is very cool um, that we would be able to um, find a guy who's interested and um, be able to pursue you. Um, and so, yeah, we're very excited um, for that. And so it's been is it nine years. Is that correct? At Habersham School? If I'm doing my math correctly, yeah, I started in 2015. Uh, OK. So in June 2015. So, yeah. Great. So that seems like a rootedness there. Uh, what? I guess, excites you about pulling up roots there. You know, you've got, you know, you're going out to dinner tonight with your family. I, I know you said that's bittersweet. What about Anderson, South Carolina? What about New Covenant School and the church um, that makes this so exciting and, and worthwhile? Yeah. You know, it is, I, I keep thinking about this, Kat and I talk about this. It is, it is so random in so many ways that we're going to be moving to Anderson, South Carolina, a place that I had not even been to prior. Um, but, but that's part of, that's been part of what's, uh, that's, what's been so cool about this process. So I get this random email and I, and I think, you know, part of your question, uh, Tyler is, is, you know, was there a moment where you knew, and, and this sounds crazy to say, but I, I got this email from Andy. I looked up a little bit about Anderson in the school and I was like, mm, this is, this is going to tug on my heart a little bit. And, uh, mm -hmm. You know, without even having talked to Andy at that point, which, you know, after the first call, I was even more interested. But uh, there were things about the school. There were things about uh, New Covenant Church. Uh, there were things about Anderson, South Carolina, and where it's situated in the state. Um, that just there was an immediate sense of, man, this is something. I'm not even looking, but I feel like the Lord is doing something here already. Uh, there's just just this gut feeling. Um and so obviously that grew after conversations with, with Andy uh, and, and, you know, progressing from there, but it, but it is odd. I mean, my entire family is here. Um, it, we have two homes here. Uh, we are, we're very deeply rooted here. We were not looking to move. And so, you know, I can, I can only point to the Lord in this. Um, you know, I, I think the fact that there is a, a sense of a real sense of peace uh, for Kat and I, 
uh, that we, I think, you know, another thing I'm immensely grateful for throughout this process is we were kind of walking hand in hand. Uh, there was, you know, I wasn't here and Kat was, you know, back here or or vice versa or anything. Um, you know, we, we walked through this together. Uh, we prayed for pe- for peace. We prayed for clarity. And, and we feel like the Lord granted that. And, and now at this point, we're just excited. We're excited about about the move. We're excited to, to get plugged into the community. Uh, you know, that, that's one of the biggest things for us. The more folks we met throughout this process, the more we fell in love with the place. And, and that's what it's all about is the people. It's the people that make a place. Uh, and so we're just excited to, you know, we're excited for things like, you know, being close to the mountains. I plucked my wife from the Colorado mountains, uh, brought her to the low country of Savannah, Georgia. So there's things like that that we're excited about, but we're ultimately and, and maybe, you know, I can unpack this a little bit more later. We're, we're just excited to be a part of this community with these uh, special people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And uh, we moved, we re- relocated from um, New York about two and a half years ago. And there was, um, yeah, something rich and special about Anderson, South Carolina. And everyone talks Greenville and, you know, it is a skip just to skip, you know, up 85 to go there. But yeah, there is something very genuine and um, community oriented and um, yeah, rooted kind of mentality here. Um, so yeah, we just, we kind of saw that too. And I'm glad um, you've been able to see that. And um, that's certainly been something exciting as well as uh, this doesn't seem to be just this quick, um, hey, I want to jump here. And then I've got 10 other sort of career moves I'm trying to make. Um, you know, this this seems like a, a, a move where you're trying to come here and sink deep roots into Anderson and, and this community. And, and we're thrilled for that. And there's so many people here um, who have that same uh, kind of idea. Well, I'll add to that, Tyler. It was, I think I said this during the board interview, you know, you know, obviously we don't know what the Lord has in store for the future. And, and I know that's not what, what you or any others um, would ask, but part, part of something that was important to Kat and I before even applying for this position, you know, so I had an initial conversation with Andy and then it was a matter of, are you going to become an actual applicant, an official applicant? Um, something we prayed for um, was Lord, you know, if, if, if this is something you're calling to us, um, we don't, we don't want to go somewhere as a stepping stone. We want to be, you know, what if you call us here forever? What is, what if, even if that's not in the head of school role, what if you call us to Anderson, South Carolina, this place neither of us had ever been to? What if you call us to that forever? Is that something we would be uh, obedient to and willing to be obedient to? Um, again, n- not making promises, not saying that, you know, who knows what the Lord has in store in the future, but that's, that's something that was important to us um, before even, you know, taking that next step and, and applying. So, mm-hmm. well, we're, ex- we're excited to have you guys. Um, I guess kind of circling back here, you know, we've, your, your school is classical Christian covenantal. Um, you know, we call them the three C's around here. Um, what do you think is the importance of that particular, um, form of education in our day and age? What, what is a classical Christian covenantal education, um, have to say in the 21st century? Yeah. You know, it, it's actually interesting. I was kind of preparing some thoughts for that for that question, and then today we had a um, professional development day at Habersham, where we were looking, um, talking about virtue, form, you know, formation of virtue, and, and really looking at you know what is classical education, uh, and 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 that's just it for me uh, is is the formation of virtue that is it sets classical education apart from uh, progressive or modern education. 
which I think typically you know detaches uh, the downloading of information, the intellect, um, you know, kind of just cultivating the intellect apart from a person, apart from a, a being, apart mm-hmm. from virtue. To, you know, to, to use the classical rhetoric, but um, I think it's so needed in today's day and age. Um, it, you know, cr- critical thinking is a is a natural outworking of classical education, but it's not the end. It is, it's something that you get along the way. But what we need are students who not just know how to think, but know the right way to think. And obviously for us as believers, you know, we, we base that, stru- that truth on the scripture, uh, you know, and, and um, there's a real foundation there. And so this, this world is crazy right now. You know, I, the Lord is sovereign. Um, you know, maybe there have been crazier times in, in throughout humanity, but uh, we're definitely facing some unique challenges and we need students. We need believers who uh, not just know how to think, but know what to think and uh, are, are courageous and are willing to, to stand up uh, in the face of adversity and anything they may face. And so I think classical education uh, in 2024 has a unique role to play in the way that it prepares students to do just that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just think of how fast the world's changing. And, um, you know, I think before in times past when it was not changing as rapidly, you could kind of prepare students and expect maybe what the world's going to look like when they graduate. Um, but just with the speed of technology and advancement and, you know, the, the AI <laughs> specter, specter is haunting everybody now. Um, yeah, I mean, we have no idea. Um, but if you cultivate truth, goodness, and beauty, and you stir up the heart to love the right things, and you've trained it to care about, uh, doing good as defined by scripture, like you said, um, you know, they can really go anywhere and that can be in the home that can be across the seas that can be in the trades, um, that can be in a world that's taken over half by artificial intelligence. Um, I mean, you know, we have no idea, but, um, we want to, get them prepared and their hearts oriented at the right things and loving the right things. And, um, I'm, I'm so excited that you have that same vision and, um, that's been, you know, I think the, the vision and the, the mission here at new covenant school. And I think you're going to, um, just dovetail right nicely into, um, what we're trying to do. And we're, we're excited for you to come in and, um, make an impact, um, for those same things. I appreciate that. I'll, I'll add, um, some, uh, it's a C.S. Lewis quote that I that I love that I think a lot about um, as it relates to classical education. And I'm going to butcher the quote, but it's something like, "If you aim for heaven, you'll get earth thrown in. If you aim for earth, you'll get neither." And that's mm-hmm. with with classical education. Um, do we care about test scores? Yes, we care about you know grades. We care about getting students into college. We care about are they going to be successful in their careers? All of these things, but that's not the the ultimate goal. That's not the ultimate. Um, purpose of education. There's a, there's a loftier and a higher aim. And so you want to aim for heaven, for heaven rather, and you'll get those things thrown in. I think that, you know, the, the data is, is, you know, you're probably familiar with the good soil report that came out a few years ago. Maybe it's been more than a few year, years ago now, but the data is, is proving that it's not just classical Christian education doesn't just care about having good people and then they can't actually get into college. It's doing both and it can do both and it will continue to do both. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And I mean, would you want to speak, I guess, to the covenantal um, component of that? What do you think of the importance of 
the church um, and covenanted families, you know, covenanted between, you know, them and God to raise up their children and, and the training and admonition of the Lord, but then covenanting, covenanting together with like-minded um, families. Um, yeah. What's, what's the importance of that? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's critical. I mean, it, we, we, we used to talk all the time. I say used to, because I used to be in admissions and so was having these conversations with families, but um, we are to come alongside you as the family and come alongside your church. And so kind of we're this third leg of this stool. And, uh, you know, as opposed to this, uh, gosh, I think modern mindset where we're just, you just outsource your education, you hand your kids over and I'm paying you. It's this very transactional relationship. I'm paying you however much a year, you know, there's a problem with my kid's heart, you fix it. I'm paying, mm. I'm paying you money for that. And, you know, we, we want to, on the front end, uh, explain to parents that this is, this is not how we approach this. Um, this is a partnership, um, with you and with your church, wherever that may be, uh, to, to raise up this child in the way that they should go. And so when there is a problem, uh, a discipline problem at school, um, this, this is something we're going to have a lot of conversation about because it's, it's, it's affecting the formation of this child. Um, you know, and, and it changes how you, I think a lot of times about covenantal education and, and discipline, how you discipline, um, you know, I, I'm familiar with schools who have a very black and white policy where, you know, it's a point system. You, you do this, it's this many points and this, it's this many points. And if you surpass the amount of points, you're out. And like, where is the heart of the gospel in that? Right. Mm -hmm. It is, it is easy. It's, you can scale that. Um, but what's, what's a lot harder is, you know, when, when little Johnny does something wrong, having that hard conversation and really trying to get into, um, you know, why'd you do that? You know, why, why, why? <laughs> and ultimately, you know, obviously seeing those as discipleship opportunities to present the gospel, as we're, uh, you know, to use New Covenant's language, uh, you know, making these students complete in Christ. Um, so that I see is the impact of um, covenantal education. It's the, there's, there's, a, there's a cultural component to it that you just, uh, you can't have these types of conversations if you don't have those shared upon uh, agreements. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Let's get some fun ones here. I've been drilling you. Okay. So. Let's get, let's get some fun ones on here. Um, you're on the road. You gotta, get, you gotta get a meal. Where are you stopping and what are you ordering? I'm going to give you a guess. Where, 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 where should I stop as a believer? <laughs> Chick-fil-A, man. Chick-fil-A, absolutely. It's gotta be yeah. Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Obviously, unless you're traveling on Sunday, which is a sad thing to do in the first place, but, uh, <laughs> Chick-fil-A, you know, I would, of course, love my fried chicken sandwich, number one, maybe a number two deluxe with some cheese, but, uh, you know, try to just get the grilled chicken, but absolutely Chick-fil-A. Uh, it, uh, it is a steady when you're on the road. And um, Kat and I, uh, we, we consider ourselves to be road warriors at this point. So we, we try to map out where the Chick-fil-A's are along the stop. <laughs> you got to do that. Absolutely. <laughs> and then try to not travel on Sunday, obviously. So for many yeah. reasons. Yeah. Okay. Um, pickle or no pickle? Oh, absolutely. Pickle. Yeah. Oh gosh. I can't no. take the pickle. And no. I know that's like a cardinal sin down here, but I can't well, take that pickle. Because you're a Yankee. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm losing it slowly. Um, all right. Favorite C.S. Lewis book. 
Or... I, I take it, Tyler, that you're a C.S. Lewis fan. Is that right? Uh, maybe. 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 You already quoted him, but I, I just feel like you were, um, that was, that was, uh, I know what you were doing there. But what's your favorite C.S. Lewis book? <laughs> so, so I may not be as big of a C.S. Lewis fan as you. I'm not a, I'm certainly not, not a fan. Uh, I think when you asked me this before, I said Lion, the Witch, in the Wardrobe. I think of a few others that I that I've read and enjoy. Which uh, my wife, I think I shared this as well, says I tend to read more boring books, which maybe are uh, typically I'm not as big into fiction as I am into boring books. Apparently, uh -huh. you know, the Four Loves and Screw Tape Letters are some that um, that I really enjoyed. Um, but you know, one thing that made me think of um, you know when when this question was sent over someone who I feel like is in is in the same category. I actually love um, some GK Chesterton. Yeah, Chesterton guy. Obviously, he is a interesting character in many ways. Um, but something that I, I just wanted to read this. Uh, I, I've, I've loved this for a long time. But it's something that we've been thinking and talking about. He has a few essays. Um, and you'll just have to bear with me because I wanted to quote some of these. But he has one in uh, heretics. It's on Rudyard Kipling. In the making of the world, uh, making the world small, and then one from Orthodoxy, the flag of the world, that I both think um, touch on community, which is where Mine and Cat's heart is. So, in the one from Heretics, he says the great gap in his mind, and he's talking about Rudyard Kipling, is uh, is what may be roughly called the lack of patriotism. That is to say, he lacks altogether the faculty of attaching himself to any cause or community. Finally and tragically, for all finality must be tragic. He admires England, but he does not love her. Mm. For we admire things with reason, but we love them without reason. He admires England only because she is strong, not because she is English. And in Flag of the World, he says, uh, you know, I love this quote. This is maybe a little more famous, but uh, men did not love Rome because she was great. She was great because they had loved her. And, uh, you know, going on thinking these, I, I was more so seeing this question in terms of maybe some books that I, that I have loved and enjoyed. And, um, those are two essays, but there's a, it makes me think of the quote, and uh, you probably are familiar with this as well, in Life Together by Dietrich Bonhoeffer that says, those who love their dream of a Christian community more than they love the Christian community itself become destroyers of that Christian community, even though their personal intentions may be ever so honest, earnest, and sacrificial. And I bring these up, it made me think of it, uh, you know, interestingly, when I saw the C.S. Lewis question, but that's something that's been on mine and Kat's heart as we think about moving to Anderson and into the New Covenant School and community is, you know, is what is community? And, and I think I shared this with you. I'm, I'm an idea guy. I have all kinds of ideas. I love big vision. Um, you know, I get excited and there's so many things that I think are exciting and, and opportunities for, for ways that we can grow and build uh, the kingdom in Anderson, South Carolina through New Covenant School. But uh, in that, what we don't want to lose in conversations Kat and I have been having, as I mentioned, is the people because as i said earlier it's the people that make the place and so wanting to slow down um and first love the people of new covenant school first love the people of new covenant church in anderson and uh and not become destroyers of that community as bonhoeffer said in pursuit of an exciting vision for what new covenant school could be um and so that's that's where our heart is um Hopefully it's something that we can do. You'll hold me accountable as, as I told you and encourage you to do when I, when I'm not that way, but, but I wanted to share that. So, yeah, well, we're, we're super excited for your go-getter and creative um, spirit that I think you're really going to bring here to be able to see things um, 
I think Mrs. Lamb said it. We're we're excited for some fresh eyes outside of the community to come in and and look. But you know, balancing that with um, yeah, love and what God has done here. And um, you know, I've been like I said, two and a half years here, and it's a lovely, lovely community. And I know you're gonna uh, fall in love with it too. Um, so that would be fun to 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 enjoy together. We're looking forward to it. Well, maybe we'll I'll actually talk more about C.S. Lewis another time, Tyler. Oh, that's fine, man. We can, we can do chess. uh, We can do. That's fine. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate uh, the time. I know, um, you know, when we were talking about the different ways we can unfold stuff, I was like, we just got to chat a little bit and uh, bring people into the conversation. So I'm glad we're able to do that. Um, We're thankful for you. Um, Last, what can we be praying for? And I mean, you've got a lot going on Um, trying to finish well there you've already set up a few meetings with me. I'm excited about that. You know, as we're thinking through things, um, what can we be praying for you, um, for Kat? Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate the question. Yeah. It's going to be a busy few months. Uh, you said it in, uh, in the new covenant board encouraged me to do this as well, but it's to, we, we want to finish well here in Savannah and at Habersham, uh, and do right by this community We're uh, it's, it's kind of a funny place to be because I'm, man, I'm finding myself in my mind, more and more thinking about New Covenant. and uh, But we want to finish well here. Uh, and we owe it to these people as well. So that, that's first and foremost. But obviously, there's a lot of logistical things that we're going to have to start looking, you know, already are, uh, you know, a move. So, you know, housing becoming available. Um, we have two houses here. We've got to figure out what we're going to do with those. Um, and so, you know, I think there's very practical things that we could use prayer for and, and uh, clarity throughout. But I think as well, I, I pray that uh, my hope is that through this busyness and through this stress that Kat and I would uh, would grow closer together and grow, grow closer to the Lord. Uh, and that this would be a season that we look back on, uh, not as a stressful one where we were bickering at each other or anything like that, but that we're just uh, immensely grateful for. Mm-hmm. So that'd be my prayer. Cool. We'll be praying, praying for you. And uh Look forward to uh, maybe some more future podcasts and get to know you. And um, we're excited about uh, you joining us. So thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, Tyler. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Josh, for setting this up. Yes. Consult, bro.